0: Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey. After local preservation advocates pressed the Riverhead Town Board to try to delay PSEG Long Island demolition plans for a historic building that once housed one of Long Island's first electric power plants, the utility company has shelved its plans, at least temporarily. PSCG Long Island spokesperson Elizabeth Flagler told the Riverhead local last week that the company is happy to have discussions with the involved parties and give some time for those concerned with preserving the structure to develop an alternative plan demolition of the brick building on West Main Street in Riverhead had been slated for early this month. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that Landmarks Preservation Commission Chairperson Richard Wines of Jamesport and former council member George Bartonek of Calverton met with the Riverhead Town Board at its January 25th work session to implore the board to seek a postponement in the hope that the building could be preserved and repurposed for some other use. The structure, which dates back to 1897, was built by the Riverhead Electric Light Company to house a 150-horsepower steam engine and two dynamos that generated electricity for the village of Riverhead. It is on the site of a dynamo driven by water wheels, deployed at the Perkins Woolen Mill in 1888 to generate electricity for the Perkins Electric Company, the second electric generating company on Long Island. Earlier this week, the Shinnecock Nation officially began work on the construction of a long-awaited gas station and convenience store that will be built on 10 acres of Shinnecock sovereign land at its Westwoods property on the north side of Sunrise Highway near the Shinnecock Monuments and Hampton Bays. Caitlin Riley reports on 27East.com that the Shinnecock Nation has been planning on constructing the travel plaza, which would include not only the gas station, but a convenience store and possibly another retail space for years, dating back as far as 2017, according to Brian Polite, the chairman of the Shinnecock Council of Trustees. Clear-cutting of the wooded 10-acre area that will be home to the gas station plaza began this week and was visible from 27 eastbound and westbound. The station will be owned by the tribe as a hold-through Shinnecock Sovereign Holdings, a federally chartered corporation owned by the tribe to manage economic development initiatives. The gas station will give the nation an economic boost and should be popular with motorists because it will offer tax-free gas. Parents and staff at the Montauk Child Care Center are asking the town of East Hampton to take over the operation of the Montauk Child Care Center after the Economic Opportunity Council of Suffolk, which has operated the center since 2006, announced January 29th that they are discontinuing their contract to run the center, effective early May, which is at the town-owned Montauk Playhouse on Edgemere Street. Beth Young of East End Beacon reports that the East Hampton Town Board's Request for Proposals, RFP, to run the center, approved at their February 1st meeting, is asking for sealed bids to be received at East Hampton Town Hall by no later than 3 p.m. on Tuesday, February 27th. A pre-proposal meeting will be held later. An important building with a rich history in Southampton Village is finally getting some much-needed TLC. After several years of benign neglect, Veterans Hall on Pond Lane in Southampton is being attended to, with a few upgrades that were recently completed on the more than 100-year-old building, with more to come. Kalen Riley reports on 27East.com that Southampton Village, which owns the building, recently paid to have new flooring installed in the upstairs bathroom and in the kitchen, an expansive barroom area on the main floor. New flooring was also installed in the short hallway that connects Veterans Hall to the Southampton Cultural Center, and new toilets were added to the men's and women's bathrooms in that hallway that are shared by both facilities, and other bathrooms at Veterans Hall as well. A new ice machine was also added. Southampton Village officials have said they plan to do more in the spring, including adding a new energy-efficient boiler, replacing the air conditioning on the second floor, painting and maybe even adding a new roof. The building has been in existence since 1911. That's when it was built, according to the Southampton History Museum. Private citizens funded the construction of the building in 1911, touting it as a fireproof opera house. In its original design, the building was a 2.5-story gable-roofed Temple style structure with a projecting gable pediment supported on four slender columns, which remain today. Sarah Anchor a Democrat who served nearly 13 years in the Suffolk County Legislature until term limits prompted her exit last year, announced Monday she will run for the first district state Senate seat held by Senator Anthony Palumbo, a Republican from New Suffolk. Vera Cinesi reports on Newsday.com that Anchor 59 of Mount Sinai said she was focused on the opioid crisis, creating affordable housing opportunities, public safety, and protection. Water quality. She argued that if elected, she would have an advantage in advocating for suburban issues as a member of the Democratic Senate majority. Anchor last month began working as an election form processor at the Suffolk County Board of Elections, where she earns a $98,000 annual salary. The first Senate district, which includes the Twin Forks and northern Brookhaven town, has not been represented by a Democrat since George L. Thompson in 1914. Palumbo, 53, who announced his re-election campaign last Wednesday, has served in the state Senate since 2021 after serving in the Assembly from 2013 to 2020. State senators earn $142,000 a year. Governor Kathy Hochul yesterday released draft recommendations for ensuring the safety of battery energy storage systems, known as BESS. The recommendations were developed by the Interagency Fire Safety Working Group Governor Hochul established last summer after fires at battery energy storage facilities in New York, including one in East Hampton last May. A public comment period on the draft recommendations is open through March 5th, 2024, at 3 p.m. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the recommendations are intended to, quote, provide an overview of potential ways to improve the fire code based on working group discussions and fire code review and to provide a list of recommendations for consideration for future code installments and other state requirements to address safety concerns, according to the draft document. The recommendations apply only to lithium ion battery energy storage systems that exceed six hundred kilowatt hours maximum allowable quantity threshold as established in the two thousand twenty state fire code. Some of the recommendations suggest fire code updates. Others make suggestions for fire code additions, and others are described as additional considerations that could help address potential issues with best fire safety through other regulatory mechanisms. The battery energy storage industry is enabling communities across New York to transition to a clean energy future, and it's critical that we have comprehensive safety standards in place stated Governor Hochul on Tuesday. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.